so I should know this is what you're saying. <laughs> Tara, you remember the old childhood game, Simon Says? I do, fondly. And did you and your friends ever play, this was not a game in my childhood, but I learned it from other families as an adult, Mother May I? Oh, yeah. Okay. So what I like about those games that I think about in the context of licensing exams and mental health care is that it gives everybody involved practice at listening really intently to the instructions and not jumping the gun. Jumping the gun on these exams is a problem that a lot of folks with anxiety have. There's overthinking where somebody takes too much time and can't come to a decision about what they should put for a particular question, but there's also underthinking, like reading half of the question, feeling like, oh, I, I know what this is. I know what this is asking for. Not reading the rest of it, not really taking in all the information and coming to a sort of premature conclusion. Of those two, which would you say is more of a struggle for you? The, the overthinking or underthinking? And underthinking. Just jumping ahead. Underthinking? Uh, uh-huh. Jumping into it. Absolutely. That's always been something I struggle with. I'll read like the first few sentences and like be like, oh, I know the answer <laughs> and then jump right to it. <laughs> I have entirely I, listen, too much I, confidence in myself. I am guilty of the same. Um, I will sometimes feel like, okay, I know where this is going. Right. <laughs> and then immediately start looking at the response choices when that's not good strategy. It is far better test-taking strategy to read through the whole thing, especially the question that's at the end of the what we would consider the STEM and then taking that all in, then look through the response options and see kind of what fits best. But this is a challenge sometimes when people have a question in front of them with a lot of information, right? How do you handle that complexity, hold it all, not get freaked out by it, mm -hmm. but take it all in and actually answer the question that's in front of you. You, Carrie, are going to get practice with that today. Oh boy, oh boy, okay, here we go. Once again, for people who are new to the show, I'm Ben Caldwell. That is Carrie Wita. This is the Think Like the Test podcast. And here you go, Carrie. An MFT in a community mental health center receives a new client. The client reports that her family is having financial troubles because her husband recently was laid off and they have been relying on her income from cleaning houses. Since the layoff, she has taken on five additional houses a week. She reports that her children have told her that she has become angry and mean, and she does not like the person she has become. She says that when she comes home from work, she is so irritable that she throws things. She also reports that she has been drinking more than usual. How should the MFT conceptualize her symptoms? And before you run through your decision-making process here, this question actually comes from our California MFT clinical exam prep program. It's not from our mock exams. It's from one of the earlier kind of test yourself assessments. Uh, so I should know this is what you're saying. <laughs> I am saying as a good responsible MFT, you really should get this correct. Oh. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. This is this is legitimately a challenging question because there is a lot that's here. Okay. So, I mean, first of all, this is a huge paragraph. Um, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read all the answers to see what our options are. 
Okay. Um, the client has repressed anger about her husband's layoff. Uh, could be, could be, but uh, I'm not exactly sure how, how that would be uh, useful in the short term. Um, I think that that, that could be uh, something that, obviously that could be happening, obviously. Um, but there are some things in this that are like, kind of like, big dinging bell red flags that I think are like more short-term critical issues. Like uh, obviously drinking more than usual and the violence at home with children, I think are way bigger uh, fires that might need to be put out before we start dealing with um, kind of what's underlying all of this stuff. So I'm going to, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to cross it out, but I'm going to say, I'm not sure about a, B, the client may have a problem with alcohol and needs to be assessed for substance abuse. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that, that just seems, yeah, of course, like that means, that sounds fine. That sounds accurate. Like that could be, that would probably be a very important thing to do. Um, okay. Uh, let's be still in the running. C, the client's symptoms are largely due to her family's current economic stress. Uh, Okay, this feels very much like A, um, yeah, obviously, could absolutely, probably does have something to do with that. Um, but I'm not sure that that does anything for me right now uh, because I'm not a wealthy benefactor. I'm an MFT, so I can't just give her money to solve the problems. So I think we could come back to that later on in treatment, but that doesn't help us with the fires. So I'm going to put that on hold. D, the client needs to be assessed for anger management. Um, okay, I think that that, yes, uh, this is this feels very much like B to me. Um, yeah, obviously she, she probably does um, because it sounds like uh, her anger has increased um, and it also sounds like neither she nor her children are happy with uh, the level of her anger and, and the change that has taken place. So I think that, that that is also still in the running. Those Those at least address the fires in my opinion. Uh, I think you're missing one of the answers. Is shouldn't there be E all of the above? Is shouldn't that be an option? <laughs> you will never see. This is actually oh. a good thing. For as much as I criticize these tests, this is actually a good thing about how they do the logical construction of exam items. You will never see, at least not on anything produced by the BBS, and I don't think any of the other uh, exam developers either. You will never see an all of the above or none of the above response. Oh nor will you ever see combined logic where like D is A and C, but uh -huh. not B. Uh -huh. You will also never see questions that are negative logic. Which of the following is not blank? And partly that's because when you ask a question in that way, it becomes as much a logic question as it does a content question. And the tests are not intending they wind up doing it anyway, but they're not intending to capture your logical deduction ability. They're trying to capture your knowledge of the particular content. They're terrible at that for reasons that we will discuss as time goes on, but <laughs> sure. you're not going to see all the above, none of the above, that kind of thing. Okay. Well, in this case, I really wish I could. Um, I'm not exactly sure where to start with this one. Okay. So, so it sounds like in your mind... A lot of these are reasonable answers. They they are things oh, that yeah. that sort of sound like they could hold that you might think about or do 
with this family. So how are you going to narrow it down? Well, I'm not even sure I'm ready to, to narrow it down entirely because now I'm thinking like, oh, but wait, the question is saying, how should the MFT conceptualize her symptoms? Not necessarily like, what should she do next? What should the MFT do next? So now I'm now I'm freaking myself out. Ugh. Um, I'm so glad you centered on that because that is a different question from assessment or treatment planning, right? Yeah. Case conceptualization is a different animal. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, now I'm, all of a sudden B and D are, or A and C are back in the running now for me. Um, okay. All right. Hold on. Let's think about this. Okay. How should the MFT conceptualize the symptom? Okay. So again, boy, I'm really struggling because like, yeah, like I, I see the wisdom in all of these things. Um, I'm thinking conceptualize symptoms. Um, that is usually like forming kind of a hypothesis about what might be going on. And then, you know, you do your treatment planning and, the, and therapy progresses um, kind of testing that hypothesis and, and seeing if that, if that is, you know, a helpful thing to pursue. Um, I'm still struggling because there are some kind of safety critical issues uh, that are involved in this situation. So I'm, I'm, let me, let me relook at these more conceptual answers and see if they help me at all. Um, okay. the, the client has repressed anger about her husband's layoff. If I conceptualize this case in that way, um, I'm wondering if that does any good. Uh, let me think. The client has repressed anger. I, I'm, I guess maybe if I, if I conceptualized it that way, um, I might be encouraging her to, talk about the anger in therapy, which might give her an outlet for it that might lessen the the anger outbursts at home. Could be. Oh, God, this is hard. Uh, okay, then the other one is this client's symptoms are largely due to her family's economic, current economic stress. Okay, if I conceptualized it that way, um, then I might... I might validate that with the client at first. And if she endorsed that, that yes, absolutely. Her stress is purely coming from this, this economic stress that she's under. Uh, then next steps might be, you know, connecting her to resources that might help make that um, alleviate that stress a little bit. Um, oh man. But I'm still stressing about the fact that like, she's throwing kids at throwing things at home and there are kids. She's not the actually house. throwing the children. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God you clarified that. Um, I will get off the phone with CPS right now. Um, okay, so she's not throwing the kids, but she is throwing things around miters. And I know that that's not a good thing. Um, it's not recommended. No, 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 no. Generally not. Uh, and I know if she's self-reporting that she's been drinking more than usual, I know that that is also uh, uh, one of the first things we're supposed to kind of attend to um, because that could certainly be exacerbating I mean, the alcohol could be exacerbating the if if it is indeed she has repressed anger about her husband's layoff, could exacerbate that. Uh, it could also exacerbate uh, the the stress um, that she's under because uh, uh, the financial issues. So, I may have talked myself into B because when I'm looking at it closely, that one. That one offers both a conceptualization and also like a next step. 
Whereas um, the other one I was looking at, D, the client needs to be assessed for anger management. That's not a conceptualization. That's like, what do you need to do? Like, here, here's a good thing to do at this point. Um, mm-hmm. More of a more of a like action step. Um, whereas B first conceptualizes that all the the symptoms anger increased anger irritability um some violence not against but yes throwing things in the presence of children and those could all they could in fact be due to uh like overuse of alcohol um and needs to be assessed for substance abuse uh that gives me that gives me a conceptualization that kind of addresses, I think, what are, seem like fires that need to be put out. Oh, God, I'm really spiraling. I'm going to go with B. I'm going to go with B. Final answer. <laughs> How confident are you on a scale? No, of one not to at all. Like a two. Solid two. I have no idea. So before I reveal the right answer here. When you see that word conceptualize, and th- this might be helpful. It's not just for folks who are taking the. MFT clinical exam in California, but this also I think is pretty relevant for the national uh, MFT exam. When you see that word conceptualize, what does that mean to you? What, what is what is a case conceptualization? Uh, it means how I understand the lens I'm using to understand what is going on for my client and what they're telling me. Okay, that's fair. And a, a good case conceptualization would, and it sounds like this was revealed in your decision-making, a good case conceptualization should be explanatory, right? It should mm-hmm. make sense of the symptomatic behavior that is occurring within the system. Yeah. So one way that you could think about this question is to think about it as a categorization kind of question. And you started to get there with like, the client needs to be assessed for anger management. Well, that doesn't really explain anything. She's having a problem controlling her anger. That's fair. But as conceptualizations go, somebody needs to be assessed for anger management. Isn't It doesn't explain anything, mm-hmm. right? It just says this is a thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. Repressed anger about her husband's layoff. We haven't heard anything in the question about why she is expressing that anger. But it sounds like her anger is not particularly repressed. It seems yeah, pretty present. Yeah, good point. Right, right. Yep. So, I mean, maybe, but that's not particularly uh, fitting of the context here. And then the client may have a problem with alcohol. So your your answer. That also seems like something that is reflective of a symptom that is present. But it doesn't seem to explain the totality of the symptoms, right? You're saying that anger and irritability might go along with substance use, but we don't really know. Um, The one thing here, the one response option that really qualifies well as a case conceptualization is C. The client's symptoms are largely due to her family's current economic stress. That can meaningfully explain the increased alcohol use. That can meaningfully explain the anger that she is experiencing. And it makes sense in light of the stressors that they are experiencing. So 
for MFTs, this conceptualization also reflects that you are coming from a genuinely systemic place in understanding how the, the larger system is acting upon the family. So C here is the correct answer. So that makes a lot of sense. So I, I, in that, in that kind of way, lo, way of looking at it, the alcohol is also a symptom of the deeper things that are going on. And answer B kind of pins everything more on the alcohol use. Exactly. Is that right? Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And it would be one thing if the question had put all of these other symptoms and occurrences in the family after an increase in alcohol use, then it actually might make sense to say that the alcohol use is explanatory right. for all this other stuff. Right. But in this instance, they went through a significant stressor as a family. They have been trying to adapt, really struggling to adapt. And these symptoms have emerged since that stressor came into being. So the best explanation, the best case conceptualization is that stressor. And it doesn't mean that you need to then be a wealthy benefactor to help this family, but it <laughs> does help you think about what do I need to do? Now, the question isn't asking this and don't get the wrong idea because I don't think you, you can or necessarily should engage in a whole treatment plan in order to work backwards to the answer to the question. To get to the answer to the question, it's just what is the case conceptualization? Like what's most explanatory? But if you did think ahead to, well, what would I do with this conceptualization? I can't just give them a million dollars. That's true, but you can help them with the symptoms of mm -hmm. anger and substance use while also helping them work through what do we need to do as a system to adapt to this stressor in a more healthy way? That makes so much sense. That's really, that was a hard one. That is a tough one. And a lot of these are, a lot of what you will encounter on especially clinical exams are these sort of long detailed vignettes. And then the question is, largely a categorization question. Like, can you separate out what is a conceptualization versus assessment? Can you separate goals from interventions? Those kinds of categorizations, they come up in clinical exams all the dang time. And you'll see multiple options that look good, that might in fact be things that you would do with that client. But if the question is asking for goals, then you got to make sure that the correct response is goals and not interventions. If the question is asking for assessment, you got to make sure the right answer aligns with that. And here, if the question is asking for a case conceptualization, there's only one option here that's really a case conceptualization. Oh, man, that makes so much sense. Whew, okay. If you Learn would some. like to be better and faster than Carrie was at this question, <laughs> check out all of our exam prep resources at bencaldwelllabs.com, including our 56-minute Think Like the Test video that addresses this and a number of other really good, useful test-taking strategies that can help improve your performance on exam day. Once again, that's bencaldwelllabs.com. On behalf of Carrie, I'm Ben Caldwell. Thanks for joining us.